Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dice Camera Action. <laughs> Before we jump in, I would like to welcome our guest stars today, Rachel and Erica. Those of you who watch the show are familiar with Rachel. She'll be reprising her, her role as Miranda. But Erica is playing a mystery character who will be revealed momentarily. So. That's the scariest when that happens. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just pop out and yell, surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Then you'll know. Yeah. Miranda, the elf druid, acquired the Ring of Winter and bore it away uh, from the Waffle Crew with the aid of two Shatterkai assassins and made their way by coach to the distant city of Gloomrot, a dismal Victorian-style coastal city in the Shadowfell. Convinced that the Shatterkai were sociopaths, Miranda ditched them and retreated to a convent run by Shatterkai nuns who had taken a vow of silence. Using the library in the convent, she began researching a means to destroy the Ring of Winter while keeping the artifact hidden from the nuns. About a month later, stifled by life in the convent, Miranda stole several books and retreated to an abandoned house in the moors. And over the course of another month, succumbed to what sages call shadowfell despair, this overwhelming, pervasive sense of gloom that is inescapable, that you just sink deeper and deeper into like quicksand. Isolated and lonely, she used the ring to create an ice construct that she named Gwyneth. The ring, trying to impress Miranda, imbued the construct with sentience and life. Miranda didn't fall for the ring's seduction, but she adored Gwyneth, this woman of ice who is immune to the Shadowfell despair. Miranda and Gwyneth returned to Gloomrot 
to break into a library and steal more books from Miranda's research. But they had trouble accomplishing this goal by themselves, but were befriended by an out-of-work Shatterkai parlor magician named Zolto Mingrazi, also known as the Amazing Mingrazi, as he liked to refer to himself, who used his magic to help them acquire the books that they needed. Miranda's research finally bore fruit as she learned the secret to destroying the ring. Unfortunately, she needed the ring to keep Gwyneth from melting, putting her in a bind. Miranda decided that Gwyneth was more important to her than the ring's destruction, despite Gwyneth's best efforts to lift her friend's spirits. Miranda's despair seemed to be getting worse and worse. Miranda couldn't shake the fear that the Raven Queen's agents would soon be upon them. Which leads us to the present. Miranda and Gwyneth decided, at last, to leave the Shadowfell, to flee with Zolto's help. With agents of the Raven Queen bearing down on them, Zolto led Miranda and Gwyneth back to Gloomrot, and there, in a vast cemetery, dug up a grave and turned it into a portal. All of this happening under the watchful eye of a blood-red wolf moon. That's when Zolto betrayed Miranda. He snatched the ring, turned invisible, and disappeared through the portal, dropping into the grave. Miranda and Gwyneth pursued, the portal closing behind them. Strix, you are in the kitchen experimenting with your goodberry healing pie recipe. Yay, it worked. Well, no, no. <laughs> oh, it didn't. You're, you're, you're experimenting. You're doing it for basically oh. for the first time. So you've prepared the pie and you've sort of put it in the oven uh, to see how it's coming out. And you're just sort of staring <laughs> at, at, the, at the baking pie, watching yeah. it every second to see what happens. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> Diaz, you're up in your room. Uh-huh. Uh, sitting on your bed, looking down the bed at the chest, uh, uh, sitting on the middle of the floor, uh-huh. uh, gazing at it longingly. Uh, since you uh, had a chance to inspect it a little bit more closely, you did notice that there was a very small etching into the, um, what do you call them? The iron uh, reinforcements that uh, help bind the wood together. Yeah. Uh, and it says, Poor thieves, try as you might. This chest shall remain sealed tight. Yes. Evelyn, you are having a, a splendid dream uh, of your childhood, uh, cradled in the, the, the arms of your father as a young girl. Uh, just gently kind of swaying or rocking. Uh, it is only sometime later 
when you awake with a start, and it isn't uh, you that's rocking, but the ship that you're on, uh, you are in a bed covered with purple silken sheets and beautiful silk pillows with a beautiful uh, gold-tasseled canopy above you. And there's a portal on one curved wall, and you suddenly remember that you are aboard Jarlaxle's ship, and you are currently <gasps> waking in his bed. Oops, I fell asleep. That's all, just fell asleep here. Paulton, you're... <laughs> in my feels from that recap, yes, I am. Good Lord. <laughs> you are tuning your loot. The loot mm. that the Harper agent Matram Merrig told you was being used by the Harpers as a listening device or an eavesdropping device. Tune in my loot. Yes. And there is a, there is a crowd of people gathered at the yawning portal to hear the, the dulcet strums of Paulton Seppa, local legend. Hey. I've talked enough. Anybody want to do, anybody want to do something? Uh, I'm talking specifically to the Waffle Crew right now. I'm about to put on a hell of a show. That's All right. Gonna... Yep. Uh, is would you say Simon is with you or not for this show? Absolutely, he is. Okay. I'm going to give him like a little. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> by the Absolutely. way, you can you could by now have trained Andrew to also play the instrument or help you play the uh, instrument, so you can drink a beer. Go while stringing the instrument and still have your other hand. Um, and that would only make it way more impressive. Right, yes. Obviously. Clearly. Okay, cool. So, so Andrew will be, will, be, uh, will be on the neck of it while I'm strumming and just downing wine. And um, what's, what's not, can, can I give Simon like little, like the little like finger symbols? Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, he'll, he'll do those. He's good at those. Anything, anything where he can just click or bash, he's really good at. Sweet. All right. Yes. Speaking of loot. Yes. Hey. <laughs> 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 ah. <laughs> yes. I, I, I like to imagine that Strix is not, is just not moving. She's just staring at this pie, maybe willing it to be yes. good. Uh, no. sir, uh, Albie sort of drifts into frame and just sort of floats <laughs> next to your head and stares. And she goes like this. She's like... <laughs> it, it floats back, and he just stares at the pie with you. All right. And he's, he's salivating. Can I just give him a snack? Like, this is normal. This is, this is uh, Strix's tiny albino beholder, Kim, we're talking about. Yes. Mm. I'll give him a scratching too. A okay. All right. Sorry, uh, loot? Yeah, so I am immediately intrigued by this fact that this chest claims it cannot be opened by thieves. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing I'm not a thief then. Yep. So I would immediately like to inspect it for any and all possible uh, mechanisms that could spring any kind of trap. Also, this was covered in, like, starfishes. Yes. Or at least a couple. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pull those aside so I can give them to Strix. Okay. So Yay! You, remo you remove the sea life from the chest and you inspect it. Make a perception check. Okay. It does seem to have what, is, what looks like a customary built-in lock on its front. But uh, your, your check might reveal other things. Perception is 22. Okay. Uh, this is no ordinary lock. Uh, you think that it is extremely complex. Uh, 
lots of tumblers deep in there um, to, to challenge and defy lockpicks. Who knows, there might even be some other... There are some other curious mechanisms you can make out in the lock that you've never seen in a lock before. You can sort of divine that they, too, are part of its defensive mechanism. Uh, there are no traps that you can detect from the outside of the chest or by appearing into the lock. Cool. I am so fascinated. It's like, it's like Strix is looking at the pie and like cut to Dief looking at this chest not moving. Cut to Evelyn suddenly. <laughs> suddenly waking up. Get, get you someone. Tossing, to tossing blankets <laughs> off of her. Uh, so Evelyn, uh, you are in this uh, perfume-scented bedchamber that you, uh, I mean, it's ostentatiously decorated. It's uh, borderline. It's on the verge of tasteful to gauche, but uh, you're struck by a particularly large uh, field of wardrobe doors that dominate one entire wall of this cabin. Uh, and there's a big mirror next to a vanity that you can see yourself in. And you can see you're, you know, you got bedhead. And you obviously slept very soundly. Oh, the, for, uh, for wait, a part of the night, anyway. Lathander. Oh no! Uh, is there anyone else there? Nope. Um, your your uh, your armor bits are kind of thrown over a chair uh, parked near the door. Uh, even looks around for like a a piece of paper or something she could mm-hmm. write a note on. Yep. Uh, and she writes... That's when you notice there are some, like, muffins on a... Uh, two muffins on a platter uh, um, b- on a small table by the chair that you can smell them so they're fresh. Somebody must have come into the room and left them there for you. Ooh! Nummy. And she, like, takes out the paper and she's yeah. like, So sorry I fell asleep. Thanks for the muffin breakfast. So kind of you. Loved chatting about Lathander last night. Could talk about the Morning Lord for hours. LOL. Heart, heart. Isn't Lathander the best? Glad we're friends. See you at the temple. Love, Evelyn, servant of Lathander. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> cross, like second guessing, cross out love. Sincerely, no. Warmest regards. No. Pen pal. And then she takes the muffins, puts on her armor. Sneaks a look in his closet because boy's got wardrobe and she mm-hmm. got to check out. I mean, like, she gets the sense that he might be some serious fashion inspo, so she checks that out. Yeah, uh, yeah. He can, give, he can give Lando Calrissian a run for the money in the capes department, too. Ooh. She's like, hmm, maybe the, the boots. Like trend. The boots. Oh, my goodness. The boots. <sighs> she, she takes some serious hashtag inspo. Yeah. Um, although she's not as into the decor, she's a little bit more with, you know, the desaturated, uh, you know, dried flower kind of thing with their yeah. house. But you know, she takes note. And then she um, cheerfully heads above deck. Okay. Uh, the other thing she notices is that uh, although the portal's sort of round, um, and there are actually two in the room, they are just wide enough that she could theoretically squeeze out a portal if she so wanted to. Not saying you'd want to, but, you know, if you didn't want to go topside, that's another way out of this room. She doesn't see any reason why she okay. should not go. You'd strap on your armor? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, she gets all ready, smooths her hair in the mirror. Okay. Strix 
so the good berries that you used, were they created using the good berry spell? Um, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, technically, Strix could do that spell. How so? But she, She's got a I mean, list? She could do it because it's on the cleric. Isn't it a cleric spell? It's, uh, let me double check that just to be Or is it a druid sure. spell? It might be druid. I know it's on oh, the I know it's on the druid list. It is not, no, then, no, not on the clerics. Then she's just asking the neighbor for them. Okay. She can get them from Fala. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She thinks that Fala hates her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, that, is that true or is Fala just angry? Or? Uh, no, she's, she's just, or, or they, I should say. Um, they are um, just private. Oh, okay. Well, then, if, if Fala gives Strix some berries, Strix will, you know, leave them gifts, yeah. bring them gifts for the berries, like, just nonsense Also, also, also Fala knows that the re- all your other neighbors hate your guts, and if she were to show you any visible compassion, they'd probably hate her, too. Hate them, too. Okay. I'll, get, I'll get the pronouns right eventually. Um, so, yes, you can get the good berries from them and okay. use them in the pie that you baked. Make a performance check for your pie. Okay. Oh, that's not bad. Do I add my... That's my charisma bonus, right? Uh, in this case, I... I would like you to use something other than charisma. Let's okay. go with wisdom. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's plus nothing. 18. Okay. Uh, the pie seems to come out just fine. It smells good. Oh, good. Um, no one's hurt. So also, if, if they're going to be little hand pies, so you can just eat them. Oh, okay, so there's a bunch of them. Yeah, there's okay. a bunch of little ones. So you yeah, take them out, like, you, you put them underneath the glass in the, the display, and yeah. as people come in, they sort of say, oh, what's that? That's new. What's that? Yeah, and I'm, I'm just like, that's a healing pie. Are you hurt? It'll fix you. We're not hurt. Do you get hurt? Not here. That you don't know that. Anyone can get hurt anywhere. Would you like me to tell, me, to tell you about being anxious? Because that's what that is. And she just goes on a spiel they, about how you anywhere could hurt you. They leave. <laughs> oh, no. No, they're really good. Uh, throughout the them. day, people ask you, uh, why, why would they come? None of, but, yeah, you get the same spiel over and over again. People, they, they're interested, and then you tell them it's a healing pie. It's like, but they don't need healing, and so okay. they don't buy the pie. Then I change the sign that says... It's a healing pie special for adventurers of Waterdeep. And I draw a little adventurer. It's a stick person with a sword. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And uh, I make it all glowy with prestidigitation and my glowing quill. And I make it shiny and put it in the window. Mm-hmm. And I like go to, I don't know if everyone's back yet, but I like go and like ask everyone, does this look like an adventure to you? And it's just like a really poorly drawn. Uh, yeah, Squidly probably doesn't think they look that great, so... I don't ask Squidly. Maybe, maybe the kids... The, <laughs> the, kid, the kids will draw you some new... You don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. yes. I'm happy to have the kids draw some adventures okay. for me they will on do, the sign. They will do that at a table. Perfect. All right. Oh. Okay, so you market it toward adventurers. Yes. Uh, Evelyn, when you get topside, you can see that the, the crew which consists primarily of humans. Maybe you spot the occasional half-elf here and there. Uh, just doing, you know, tending to the matters of the ship. But it, they're very laid back and casual, and they don't seem to pay much mind to you. You do not see Jarlaxle in your travels, but uh, there is somebody here 
who is wearing what looks like a captain's hat, um, who is chatting with the bosun's mate. And this individual, is Captain Lorath Farn. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I got the name right uh, wrong. Tarwind Arihook is his name. Captain Arihook uh, is, uh, you overhear him talking to the bosun about going to the shore in a dinghy this afternoon to do some gambling. Apparently he likes to gamble. Uh, were we at the shore when she got on the boat? No, you were teleported to the boat. Right. You stepped into a shadow with Jarlaxle and he bore you here, so right. to speak. Do I see? <laughs> Do... <laughs> Chris really likes that one. Yeah. Sorry. It <laughs> was not expected. I couldn't, believe, I couldn't believe it was coming out of my mouth even as I said it. <laughs> okay. Um. Um, do I recognize, like, are we off the shore of Waterdeep? Yeah, you are in the middle of the harbor, uh, a good distance away from the shore of Waterdeep. Cool. Do I see any reason why I would need to interact with this captain? Not particularly, unless you wanted to arrange passage on a dinghy, which you probably don't because you have your winged boots, but... Nope. Okay. I don't need no passage. Also, she feels like it's super rude that she accidentally fell asleep on the ship and overstayed her welcome. So she kind of is just like, whoops, and just <laughs> jumps over the side. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, as you're sort of skimming over the water toward the shore, make a perception check. Uh, 18. Oh, that's very good. Okay. So you leave the ship, um, fly off toward the city. As you sort of cast just a a parting glance back at the eye catcher, you see something in the water underneath it, and you're not exactly sure what it is. But the, the sun just catches a gleam of something that looks like it's parked underneath the ship, under the water. Well, I gotta go check that out. So she goes, she does another wide circle back around to the ship and just kind of skims over the water, like next to the boat. Okay. Um, Not getting back on the boat, but just kind of like checking in the water. Okay. Uh, Some of the crew members are kind of watching you because you're a flying, you know, Mm -hmm. a flying woman. Hi, good morning. uh, May the morning Lord shine upon you in this dawn and all. All forward. Uh, As you circle the ship, you can see that there appears to be another vessel mounted underneath it. What's this? Crab-shaped. She just is like, if anyone's looking at her, she's like, what is this down here underneath the boat? Uh, You can see there's a little bit of um, discussion on the ship now. What languages does Evelyn speak? Uh, Elvish, common, and celestial. One of the humans turns to the captain and says in Elvish, 
she knows too much. And the captain says, we can't touch her in Elvish. And then turns to you and says in common, it's nothing. Pay no mind. There's definitely something. I I see something down here. Did you not know there's something stuck to the bottom of your ship? I can go check it out if you want. No, it's quite all right. Go back to shore, little bird. Okay. And she just dives underneath the boat. (laughs) (laughs) Your eyes narrowing like... (laughs) (laughs) All right. As you dive down... What she's going to do is just look like she's going back to shore, but she goes under the boat instead of going over the boat. So she's just going to go and see everything that she can underneath it and then come back up and bye and go back to shore. Okay. You can see attached to the underside of the eye catcher is a submarine. Not that you know what that is but it is essentially a metal vessel that has uh, large wings coming off the side. It looks like it's modeled or designed in the form of a manta. Hmm. And it's got uh, windows, big windows on the front and smaller portal windows along its sides. And it is lit within. You can see light coming out from inside of it. And, uh, and uh, the whole thing looks like it's about let's see 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 about 90 feet long and about 30 feet wide well actually with the wings it's even wider it's as wide as it is long I'll um, swim right by the windows do okay. I see anyone in there? yes, you see drow she waves. They don't. They're not looking at you. Uh, they're they're engaged in conversation or uh, um, dealing with other things. You're out in the dark water. Okay. So you can see them because they're lit, but they can't see you unless you go right up to the glass. <laughs> no, that's fine. Is Jarlaxle there? Does she see Jarlaxle? Uh, does not. Uh, you see a, a female drow, a male drow, and then you see a second male drow on a flying deck. Uh, the front of the ship is a two-level bridge, and on the upper level you can see a drow. On the lower level you see gnomes, little gnomes, about two and a half feet tall, scurrying around, and all kinds of mechanical apparatus that they're operating. Can I roll an insight check to see if I can figure out anything about like what their purpose might be or their yeah, intentions? absolutely. That would give me... Ooh. Uh, 22. You believe that the gnomes are basically engineers. They're doing what appears to be maintenance and systems checks and things like that. You don't know exactly what they're doing, uh, but that's the kind of the thrust of it. You can see they've got little tools and toolkits that they carry around with them. The, the drow aren't doing anything. They just seem to be either guarding it, watching it, or basically in a holding pattern. They look like they're just waiting, and they kind of look bored. Your, your inside check is, gets the sense that they're... They've, they're stuck down here and probably have to remain here until they're told to do something. I meant more like, what, what would this ship be for? Like, is it a uh, warship? Is it exploration? Unclear. Uh, you think it's... Your best guess is that it's stealth. Hmm. Given okay. that there are drow inside it, that makes sense. Mm. Meaning because drow like to stay hidden and kind of work in the shadows, or because there is a lot of prejudice against drow, or... Right. It is, okay. it is unusual 
to see travel underwater. Um, but this environment makes sense for them. It's dark, uh, and, and they, they, nobody knows they're here. Okay. Uh, Evelyn does, finishes her arc and comes back up. Uh, they don't wave. They're probably just busy. <laughs> she along across the water. All right. Yeah. Uh, Strix, the signs are made, so the display is up, and you just have to wait for some adventurers to wander in to, okay, to sample I, your I also, I do, I put, give Squidly one of those spinning signs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the street corner signs. Okay. <laughs> like quiz notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I give him one of those like street corner signs and I'm like, Squidly, pretend this is a gun and go outside and spin it around. And it says like, healing pies for adventurers. Well, the one and only Goodberry Pie. Like, Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, can he please, can he please like try a roll performance to see how good he can like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it'll be a performance based on dexterity. So instead of using your, instead of, so actually just roll a d20. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is just such a good image. Uh, 17. Okay, nice. he's, he's actually, he gets good at it pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> he's like doing like the, the single hand <laughs> yeah. like flip catches and just woo. Yeah. Where like you can't actually read right. the sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you can't actually tell what direction the sign is. So like, obviously peop- this is eye catching. You're like, oh, he's good at flipping paper. <laughs> All right. And that's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Okay. Great. And then, uh, uh, DF, haven't touched base with you. Uh, I would love to just real gently get my lock picks all up in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, go ahead and that make a check. <laughs> Sensing that. And just theme. for the record, DF is very much aware that he is shirking off all of his other responsibilities. Of course. But this is for him. <laughs> tenderly whisper your insanely high roll for this. <laughs> 29. Okay. Uh, you start to get your lock picks in there and then you hear a grinding noise and the lock actually <laughs> destroys them. Oh. Oops. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you pull out the little stubs that used to be your lockpicks. Yeah, just like... Ting, oh. ting. Okay, okay. Hmm. Hmm, all right. Okay. Uh, looking through, like, the rest of my lockpicks. Anything else? Hmm. Hmm. Even, even, like, the, the anchor I would use for all the tumblers would probably get ground up, too, so mm-hmm. I can't use that. Okay. That's fine. I'm going to open you up. Just you wait. All right. Miranda and Gwyneth, you appear. You sort of fall just like a foot. And you are standing in the middle of a bright, sunny park that is dotted with tombstones and mausoleums. But it's all very beautiful. Unlike the cemetery that you just left, which was foreboding and foggy and decrepit with leaning headstones and plundered tombs. This place looks pristine. Alabaster walled mausoleums with beautiful vine-wrapped statues. 
uh, manicured trees and shrubs, and there are people wandering about on the little hillocks and on the cobblestone trails among the graves. Uh, they're pushing baby carriages, they're, they're lovers' walks, there are, there's an old couple uh, looking at the birds. This is some sort of weird cemetery park, but on the, it's not so big that you can't see the walls that enclose it, and behind those walls you can see the rooftops of buildings, suggesting that this, this walled cemetery is part of a very large city. But do we see the magician anywhere? You do not, but as you recall, before he stepped into the portal, he turned invisible, so he may be <gasps> invisible nearby. And the sun, the, uh, the, uh, it's, it's a warm day. And Gwyneth, you feel the sun beating down on the ice that is your body. And you start to glisten and shimmer uh, uh, as uh, the heat begins to very, very slowly melt your form. Well, first thing, I'm going to run to the nearest shade. That you can do. There's a tree that's offering abundant shade about 20 feet away. And that seems to, you can, you can tell that you're not uh, suffering um, in this place. Do you want me to try and get a higher perspective? No, um, not yet. Uh, I'm going <clears> to <throat> run up to the nearest person and grab them by the shoulders and okay. very frantically say, have you seen a magician? Uh, 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 this old woman gasps uh, and then she sort of stops and then she kind of looks into your eyes and she just gets calm, just sort of this elven calm that you can, even though you're panicked, She's just captivated by your, your beautiful eyes, and she just stares into them and goes, I haven't seen any magician. Okay, never mind. Sorry what, what, to scare no, you. What, what does he look like, dear? What does he or look she? like? So Zolto Mingrazi is a Shatterkai, so he's like this ghostly, gray-skinned elf. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he is dressed sort of in this Victorian mantle cloak, Black, as many Shatterkai favor, is his preferred color. And he's got a top hat that is weathered and worn. Uh, His cape has got red velvet lining on the inside, and he wears gloves and... uh, um, And uh, he has a monocle that he sometimes puts in one eye. If I use Detect Magic, would I be able to see... The ring. Uh, within range of the spell, yes. And the range yeah. of that spell is limited. Yes. I'll go ahead and just use it to see if he is within range. Okay. Uh, he is not within 30 feet of you. When we had been, prior to the portal, prior to the betrayal, did I get the sense of where he might be going here? Um, that is a good question. Make an insight check. Oh, okie dokie. 
And actually, Gwyneth can make the check as well. Uh, Gwyneth, you don't have insight as a skill, but you can still make a wis- <laughs> wisdom check. Ooh! Ooh! First roll of the game, and it's a nat 20. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Stop. Wow. Yes, we're starting. Good. All right, that's okay. it. I'm done. I yep. can't roll anymore. Yep. <laughs> so if Zolto, this this charlatan who, who won his way into your heart by helping you for several months, um, it's possible that he actually may be an agent of the Raven Queen. Uh, many Shatterkai are in which case this was sort of a long con uh, to get the ring. Uh, it dawns on you that before you left the Waffle Crew, they had occasionally mentioned to you where they came from. They came from the city of Waterdeep. And if the ring is somehow trying to figure out a way to get back to Paulton, maybe Paulton is here and maybe this is Waterdeep. There are... They never mentioned a large cemetery, per se, but you know you're in a big city and you can smell the coastal air. I'm going to turn back to that old woman that I'd grabbed earlier and say, is this Waterdeep? Yes, dear. Yes, dear. This is Waterdeep. Okay, that's a start. Do you know a very sad-looking drunk man with a crazy instrument or a uh, you're describing two of my past husbands. Can you be more specific? Okay. <laughs> um, a tiefling who's a little dirty but very sweet. A tiefling who's a little dirty but very sweet. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, man with the the. Uh, he's got like a. a uh, never mind. Okay, I'm gonna go. I, I'll be. I, do these? Do they have names? Yes. Uh, it, it's <laughs> Evelyn and Strix and Paulton and Diath. They were my friends. Evelyn, Strix, Paulton, Diath, Paulton, Paulton, Paulton. Yeah. Hmm. He's the one that does the do 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 that I was talking about. Paulton Seppa, the musician. Yes. Yeah. Where? Where? Where is he? Oh, he's everywhere. The broadsheets won't stop talking about him. That's not helpful. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And uh, she says, Oh, if only I had one of those broadsheets with me. I could find out where he's performing. It's a what? He's a musician. He's performing in the city to sold-out crowds. Uh, are there flyers? Is there something I can find? I need to find him. Well, dearie, if you go into the city proper, on any street corner, you can find a broad crier. Maybe they can help you. <laughs> In the middle of her talking, Miranda leaves, and she goes to grab Gwyneth and just walk away. Okay. As that, long as she has a direction, she's done. That's, that's when the woman sees this almost crystalline figure uh, hiding out underneath a tree, and she she just sort of gasps and collapses. Oh, oh, no, that's, uh, I don't have time for this. Uh, don't die! And then she just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and Gwyneth, are you going with her? Yeah. Okay. Uh, trying to stick to the sh- shadows as much as I can. Okay, hopping yeah. from, hopping from gonna, shady spot uh, to shady spot. But if I pass the old lady, I'm going to say, I am so sorry. <laughs> okay. And you, I don't know what happened. You kind of make this kind of very soft, almost melodic 
crackling noise as you move, which you're totally accustomed to, and Miranda's as well. Um, but it must seem strange to these people, because uh, you start to see other, people, other folks in the park have noticed that the old woman has fainted. They're not exactly sure what happened, but they see a elf woman and a ice woman moving away. And so they sort of go in toward the woman to make sure she's okay. And as they lean down to help her get back up to her feet, uh, they, instant, they seem instantly suspicious of you. Like you had something to do with this woman's fainting spell. Like maybe she was that's robbed. Fine. I don't have time to stop and talk to them, so that's fine. They can okay. be suspicious of me all they want. I don't care. Okay. And the two of you make your way to the edge of the cemetery, eventually following a path that leads you to one of the gates that lead out through the wall uh, to the great city of Waterdeep beyond. And then what do you do? I'm going to find either a bulletin board or something with um, notes, flyers, okay. anything, or, or any kind of town Literature! Crier. Literature! You're looking for literature! And you start to run through the streets uh, for broadcriers and, and posted words and things. Uh, so water Davians are known for being pretty tolerant. Um, it takes a lot to turn their heads. A elf leading a woman made of ice through the streets is not something they are accustomed to seeing. And so you, all eyes, turn to you. Wonder, just amazement. I'm going to... Uh stop in a shadow and take my cloak of many fashions off and I want to make it into something that is thermal, something that will keep heat out and has a hood and will disguise okay. Gwyneth. Uh, something white would also be appropriate. Yeah, like one um, of those yeah. picnic coolers that has like the yes. shiny stuff on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you cast that over Gwyneth and suddenly... Uh, she takes on the, the form and semblance of a figure indistinguishable from most of the humanoids in the city. Uh, you've sort of, uh, uh, you can still see her hands and her face, of course, uh, but uh, she is for the most part cloaked, and you think that this will help repel some of the heat that is bearing down on her when she can't find a shady spot to stand in. Okay. I'm going to grab her hand and continue forward trying to find... Anything that'll lead me to the group. Okay. Paulton, thou is performing splendidly, mm -hmm. but make a perception, or sorry, a performance check aided by Simon, so you get advantage. Okay. Aw. Simon's charm goes a long way. Mm -hmm. uh, 22. Okay. Uh, another spectacular performance. Uh, you enthrall the crowd at the Yawning Portal Tavern, which is packed. There is a big well shaft in the middle, as you know, of the Yawning Portal, which plunges down into some deep, dark dungeon that you hope to never go into. And, mm -hmm. uh, but there are all these tables around, and then on the balcony overhead, there are people leaning down to hear you, uh, leaning over the balcony to catch sight of you. Lots of, ah, and hand-waving and all kinds of um, adoring men and women. Mm -hmm. and, other, and other creatures. <clears throat> uh, this all pleases Dernan, the proprietor, because, uh, you know, lots of ale being sold, and uh, earns the envy of some other musicians who have to follow you. 
<laughs> and you wrap your set. Mm-hmm. You hop off your stool. Uh, Simon hands you a towel, uh, and uh, he dabs his own forehead, and uh, your throng is eager to buy drinks for you. Mm, fantastic. I'm, like, trying to, like, walk through a crowd, just like, excuse me, sorry, yes. sorry. I, I know, I know. Exactly. Great. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And, and you've, you've had, uh, uh, Simon's got his little jester cap out, and he's, it's full of money mm-hmm. that people have just thrown into the hat. So he sort of, he kind of ties it off like a little sack. I was hoping he'd like wear it as just like big and <laughs> coins. That would be, I guess, I guess he could stuff them down the, because it's a jester hat, he's got these long bits that the coins could sort of hang in. And so he's just sort of jingling and jangling and it's sort of being pulled down, pulled down tight over his head. Awesome. Um, yeah. Is anyone disturbed by the severed hand? I'm just curious. No. Okay. It's part of the act. It's it's mm-hmm. cool. It's cool. All right. Yeah. It's like the Adams family. Everyone's like, "Yeah, that's that's normal." Fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yes, and you you uh, throw yourself down at a table with your your fans gathered around you. People want signatures, all that kind of thing. Drinks come in freely, constantly. Uh, a a um, what do you call um, waiter? Duh. Uh, basically keeps the flagons. As soon as one empties, another one shows up. It's all been paid for. Uh, uh, some nobles, uh, young and old, come by to congratulate you. Uh, one of them hopes that you'll perform at his cousin's birthday party in three months, and blah, blah. You're not taking any of this down. Um, but you have somebody to do that for you. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. at this point, like, it only takes ten minutes just for Paul to be pretty plastered. And it's like, I'm like, the agent, they have an um, email that, no, wait, no, they, we don't have that. Um, <laughs> They will. They'll be in touch, probably. Yeah, I hope your your cousin has a great bar mitzvah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, in the chaos, as you're sitting around the table and people are moving around you, uh, a dark figure moves to sit across from you, and you see that it is a shatterkai. Uh, long white hair. Gray, ashen skin, pointy ears, bloodshot eyes, um, crooked smile, and a monocle. And he pushes a black silk handkerchief uh, across the table toward you and flips it open, and it's the Ring of Winter. Alden's just immediately, like, just instantly sobers up. He just like yells out. It's like, everyone out right now. Clear out. There's so much noise that it's hard to even hear. I was hoping that would go a lot better. Um, is the like, is like the owner or whatever like around? You, can, you can't see him, but you, he's, he's got to be behind the bar because he's always behind the bar. And the bar is like 10 feet that way, but there's just this wall of moving people between you and him. You might catch occasional flashes of him through the crowd. Your, gr- your groupies don't understand what you're telling them. I'll, I'll at least try to get like everyone at the table to like clear out. Okay. Be like, I need everyone but this one to leave. Go. 
Uh, okay, they, they will leave. And so you do have this, you're not, you're not feeling the crowd pressing around you anymore. Mm-hmm. It just kind of... Time seems to slow down a bit. Oh, of course it does. I, like, kind of look up, like, I am in either ring. I just kind of, like, point to it. <clears throat> like, gesturing, like, can, can I... It's yours. It's meant to be yours. Of course. My, just, like, my work here is done. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna stay there, though. Of course, I will stay here. My I name, I, I am the amazing Mingrazi. All right, well, we're gonna go with the to be determined Mingrazi, because right now I'm not getting amazing. <laughs> uh, she says you're funny, the Raven Queen. Oh, you know her. Good. Excellent. Well. Do you have, like, credentials I, or, like... He flips you his cart like he was just waiting. It just comes out of oh. his sleeve. Oh. Uh, okay. Great. He puts his top hat down on the table. A little rabbit pokes its head out. He stuffs it back down. <laughs> Who's going to ask? <laughs> so... Can I, like, pick up the ring just to see if, it, if I, like, believe that's really the ring? Sure. As soon as you do, it attunes to you. <laughs> <laughs> and your eyes go blue. <laughs> and go, and uh, you can see all down your hand where you're holding the ring and the veins all go glowing blue. <laughs> and you can't let go. Okay. Dang it. So this is the real deal. Good to know. I like, I'm like trying to, I'm like, right. So I like try to just hold it as far from me as I can. Yeah. Just to not actually put it on. So that's when a metal hand grabs your wrist. (laughs) And you see a robed figure with alabaster white skin, almost angelic features, black Mm. hair, with an articulated metal hand and arm that goes all the way up to his elbow. And he just clenches your wrist so tight that your hand goes numb. Roll initiative. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) But he was a chicken! (laughs) (laughs) Look at that uh, For an hour, he was a chicken. Oh boy! Yeah, yawning portals. Uh, it got a lot of people in it tonight. Ah, <laughs> uh. oh, yes, that artifact that controlled me and made me almost kill my friends. I should Let pick it up. I should pick it up with my hand. I gotta make sure it's the right one. I gotta lick it. I gotta make sure. I thought it was gonna be fake. That was a, nice my, of you to help my, him like that. My initiative was a 17. Okay. Um, okay, where is... Sorry. I love Paulton's attitude. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> okay. What do you do? I like you are you are grappled. And I immediately recognize him, right? Yes. Uh, you you confronted him briefly at House Growlhund. He was the one I counterspelled? Yes. Ah. I turn him just like, oh, D&D Thanos is back. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, hi. How are, don't, don't, I know, you're very excited about him being here too. Um, it's like, I, before I do anything, is this like a we could talk it out situation or do, or do you see? You Thank see you me? for bringing my, my ring. Oh, that's not going to work. I'm going to. Um, quick question. Since, since last time, have we taken a long rest? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good to know. You are fully loaded in every respect. All right, sweet. <laughs> I went down. I went down. <laughs> <laughs> it was the ring. I'm blaming the ring. It was, it was the ring. I got too excited. I got too scared. Mood. Cool. So I'm going to go. So so it's just. Uh, and you have you're, you're fully attuned to the ring. You have all of its powers. Okay. Let me just uh, bring up a old email really quick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in particular. Oh no! Cool. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna cast a uh, Big B's handmade of ice and just try to punch him in the face. Okay. Nice. Okay. So Big B's big hand of ice. Mm-hmm. Kapow. Um, since this is a Clenched fist, make a melee spell attack. Okay. Is it still plus nine to hit? It sure is. Okay. Okay, that is... uh, A big icy hand manifests in the air. That is a 24. And punches Manchun in the face. Okay. Uh, So roll your damage. Okay. What's, what's, what's the damage on that? I don't have that. So it'll be 4d8 cold damage. Okay. Um, 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 16. All right. Uh, you punch Manchun for 16. He is still grabbing onto you. Looks like he has more, more hit points. Cool. Uh, okay. Simon will, at least for the moment, crawl under the table. Good boy. Andrew leaps on Manchun's face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that uh, Shocks as as Andrew uh, clenches onto Manchun. That shocks the wizard enough to break his grip on your wrist. Sweet. I'm going to go ahead. Oh wait, no, it's not my turn. Just it's kidding. not your turn. Uh, all right. 
at this point in time, uh, not to be left out, late per, for his performance, fellow members of the Waffle Crew, Diath, Evelyn, and Strix uh, come into the establishment uh, asking if, uh, if Paulton has, you know, when, when Paulton's coming on. <laughs> the, entire, oh, no! the, the entire way as we're traveling there, you just hear, like, GF's voice getting closer and closer to the door saying something along the lines like, I don't want to watch the show. I want to go open that treasure chest. He eats lockpicks. Do you have any idea how cool that he is? Hang on. No one's hang ever on. opened it. And then they get there. Keep that. We're, keep we're that, already late. Keep that thought. Yes. We promised we'd go to a show. We're already late. Yeah, when you, what, when, you, when you walk in the door, one of the bouncers says, oh, you just missed him. He just wrapped his set. You're like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. And that's through the crowd. You can see Paulton sitting at a table. Uh, this ice fist just smashed some guy in the face. Uh-oh. Not again. Do I see them? You do. We just roll holding. initiative if we're trying to... You can. No, oh, no. I spot them and I'm just holding the ring. I'm just like, hey, guys. <laughs> this isn't what it looks like. It's exactly what it looks like. Strix just drops the starfish from her eyes. Like, <laughs> uh, I'll catch you up later. We're in trouble. <laughs> Strix? Uh, that's a 12. 12. Dia? 20. 20. Evelyn? 10. 10. Okay. Uh, but that you guys will basically get in uh, after next round as we cycle back through. Manshoon. Is why not? We're good. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can give you reasons why not. Let me go through the list. So we all feel a little scared when Chris just says why not about mm-hmm. what he's gonna do. Is feeling especially forgiving and he walks away. Also casts Bigby's hand, but his is a big metal hand. Oh no. my god. Can't like- fight! There's two fists in the air doing that wrestling yeah. thing where like, they grab each other. Somewhere. Yeah. He, he is going to try to use his to grasp you. Uh, uh. And he rolls a 30 on his attack roll. Okay. Uh, so uh, uh, you, are, you are in the grip of his metal. Is that 30 an attack roll? That's an attack uh, 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 So as, Wait, no, that won't do that. <laughs> Uh, so, since you are, um, oh, he actually has advantage on the attack roll, but never mind. Uh, anyway, 33. Uh, so you are now grappled, and he will then use a bonus action to have it slowly crush you. Oh, good! And that is going to be... Oh, spellcasting ability modifier. Da, da, da. Okay, so that will be 15 points of bludgeoning damage as the metal hand crushes you. And this hand is huge. It's like an eight-foot hand that's got you bodily. The chair that you're in is basically crushed to flinders, and you are in its grasp. Okay, as a reaction, I'm going to use cutting words, and that means I get to roll my inspiration die to take that much off the attack. Great. Off the attack or the damage? 
damage. Okay, great. I think that says it. Uh, yeah, attack roll, ability check, or damage roll. Okay, great. Does that mean you just insult him? This doesn't <laughs> hurt. It's like, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm good. Your head sucks. Mine's better. Uh, that's a seven. So take seven off. You take eight. Cool. It's something. All right. Um... Like, like, so my, my cutting words after it's like 10 damage, I'm just like, hey, man, if, if your next attack could do another even 10, that'll put me at 69 HP, and that'd be really funny. <laughs> and, your uh, cutting words are memes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I shall take that ring off your crushed corpse. Uh, and then it's like not if he, my friends have anything he to turn, say he then it. turns to the crowd and says flee flee if you value your lives oh so can I flee and, and people <laughs> people start to panic as this big ice fist and this big metal fist are are present and this wizard is screaming at them um Fulton, like, insists again, if my friends have anything to say, that's your, that's the cue. Manchun will point to the Shatterkai magician and say, kill him. Who? Me? I just met him. You don't know who he's talking to. Until uh, two invisible creatures suddenly, actually, you know more than that. Eight invisible creatures. <laughs> it's a little more than two. Appear yeah, all around the yawning portal. Um, some are up in the balcony. Some are in the corners on the ground floor. Some are standing only ten feet away from you, Paulton. Uh, but they are giant demonic creatures with green skin. They stand about nine feet tall each. Their wings folded tightly behind them. Uh, they, they basically look like big green demons, and each of them is wielding a great axe. Good. And uh, one of them will immediately push through the crowd over to this Shatterkai and make two attacks against him, hitting him both times. Another one will do the same, uh, hitting him once. And I'll just take average damage. Uh, you can see that the Shatterkai is bloodied under this barrage of axe blades. Mm. Now, um, you can see that the way that these creatures are all moving suggests that some of them are mirror images. And after these demons attack, these images all sort of coalesce around them and shuffle around so that you can't tell which one is the real one and which one isn't. And then they kind of split off again and stand in different parts of the room. All right, uh, that is their turn. Um, Oh. Oh? Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, um, so back at the top of the initiative order, DF. Hello. You are not DF. You are a doppelganger impersonating DF. You must attack the Shatterkai. What? As, as 
Manchun just ordered you two. What? Strix, you are not the real Strix. You are a doppelganger Strix working for Manchun, and Evelyn, you are not the real Evelyn. You are an Evelyn doppelganger working for Manchun. Oh. Yes, sir. Okay. So, uh, DF, oh. you, oh. do, you do not have magical weapons. No. But you have ordinary counterparts. Okay. All right, well then. And then the real Evelyn decides to go see Paul <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this Dieth Bob makes his Dieth way up to the Shatterkai Dieth-ly, mm-hmm. but doesn't know how to Dieth and does it in such a very poor fashion. Yes, now I'm tracking, I've got your statistics. You don't have to worry about any of that. Okay. Um, I just need to know your intent, and then I'll tell you that you need to roll uh, an attack with a plus six modifier to the d20 roll. Okay. And you'll do uh, your normal damage. So I was ordered to attack the, the Shatterkai, right? Yep. Yeah, so I guess I'm using just a, a regular short sword. Maybe yep. one that's like a fake-looking gutter or something. Exactly. And then I try to do something really fancy and flourishy, but it, it's really shitty. That's which is why I rolled a two. Okay. <laughs> the the Shatterkai nimbly springs up uh, after the withering blows of the axe blades rain down upon him by these demonic creatures. He dodges out of the way with a bit of a flourish of his cape and uh, confounds you as you stand there perplexed. Yes, and I say... Oh, no, I'm Dieth. I suck. <laughs> oh, is that the most Dieth thing you've ever seen? It's me, Dieth. Paulton, what do you do when you see Dieth suck? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, seems par for the course. <laughs> but do, do I get the sense that these are, I mean, they're attacking they're listening to Manchun. They are clearly obeying Manchun. So either he has, it, one of two possibilities, he has ensorcelled your friends, which is possible, he's a wizard, or, or uh, these are not your friends. Okay. And being as you've had doppelganger encounters involved with the Zentarum, which Manchun leads, you're inclined to believe the latter. Cool. Great. They sent in the stunt doubles. Yes. Um, cool. So am I still in the grips of this thing? You sure are. Would I still be able to, like, cast with the ring? Or There is I nothing still- stopping you from taking actions. You just can't move. So you can still use the ring and do things while okay. grappled. Um, so how many charges were on the ring? 20. Total? 20. Okay. And, um... Risking the biscuit, remembering back to one of the last times I tried something new uh, with the ring that they had suggested, how many charges would it be to try and summon that ice dragon? Uh, You believe that that would be somewhere in the neighborhood of eight charges. Chris, I'd like to try and summon that ice dragon. Okay. Cool. Do I add add anything to the roll? No, you don't have to roll. What? One ice dragon coming right up. What? Okay, so <laughs> uh, as as you channel the power of the ring, you see all the all the blue veins go right up into your body, up your neck, 
around <laughs> around your neck, uh, through your arms. Uh, you you feel your heart just sort of stop, and then uh, outside through the windows, uh, all the windows sort of blow open as this cold gale rushes in, and the sky outside becomes very dark. And then you hear a roar from somewhere outside the inn. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> All right. Uh, you start to see um, a few, on the wind coming, blowing in through the window, some flakes of snow. All right. Oh my god. Uh, you see... Oh, you missed it. Palton summoned an ice dragon. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Freezing. All right. Um, Palton's like, oh, oh. He's just like pointing at, pointing at Manchun, like, oh, 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 oh. Manchun uh, holds out his metal arm and a staff <laughs> appears in it. Uh, it is a metal shod staff capped with sort of an arcane design. Uh, but he is still concentrating on that Big B's hand spell. Uh, you are not concentrating on your Big B's hand spell. Oh, yeah. So it goes That's fine. poof. Um, so uh, he will, while concentrating on the spell, Hmm. I have to check that. No. Uh, he, he is just going to basically uh, stick you with the staff. Um, and you feel a charge of energy rush through it as he attempts to attack you. Um, that's your grappled, so he has advantage on his attack roll. That's going to be a 17 to hit. <sighs> that hits. All right. Uh, he does 14 points of force damage. Okay. <laughs> okay. As, as he sticks you um, with the end of his staff. And then the hand crushes you for another 15. So that's a total of 29 points on his turn. Cool. Good. All right. His demon monster things... Oh, I forgot. Uh, the magician turns into a flock of ravens. Oh, it's so cool. Cooler than doves. And flies out the window. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris. Yes. Out of combat question, do I see this dragon? And is it snowing outside? Snow is falling over Waterdeep. The summer sun has been blotted out by clouds. And uh, suddenly you are very cold as the temperature drops about 10 degrees immediately. 
Then you hear this loud roar, and um, you're not exactly sure where it's coming from, and then you see this cold air in the skies over the castle ward coalesce into an ice dragon out of nothing. That's where I'm going, as fast as possible. <clears throat> All right. Uh, with, with, um, yep. I'm going to sprout my ice wings and okay. fly after her. So, yeah. so wing, cool. wings just come mm-hmm. out of Gwyneth's back and uh, they begin to flutter uh, with a sound of just like a crunching paper. And she takes to the air. Um, oh, cool. Toward the ice dragon. Uh, from the air, you can see that the sudden change in the weather, coupled with the appearance of the dragon, in a city that is not accustomed to seeing dragons or allowing dragons in their midst, has created widespread panic, Gwyneth. Um, from your vantage point, you can see people running for the, any buildings they can get to. Uh, and it is getting colder every second. Okay. Uh, so I'll have the two of you roll initiative just so we can keep things straight. Miranda. Yay! Okay, right. good. We're trying. We're getting oh. there. I'm trying. I'm Stop trying to us. get there. Oh, that's not a good one. That's, no. Yeah. That's uh, Miranda? Dirty. Five. Five? Oh, yeah. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Hell yeah. Outstanding. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we went do do Next up is Doppelstrix. So, Doppelstrix, you don't have spells. Okay, um, I smell good. So you can basically bash things. You can bash things with your fake staff. Okay. <laughs> In a very probably like uh, unlike Strix manner, this doppelganger is incredibly brave and just runs in and starts trying to hit Paulton with her staff. Okay. Go ahead and roll a roll a d twenty and add six. Okay. Uh, that's. 17. That hits Paulton. I'm uh, sorry. And actually, you would have advantage because he's grappled. So roll again in case you get a crit. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. You probably I did not. Okay. Did not. So uh, then roll a d6 and add four. That's how much okay. damage you do. All right. Okay. So that's only five damage. Five damage to Paulton. Yeah. And she's just like, Aah! It's just like a bonk on the head. And yeah. Paulton's just like, Ow! <laughs> it's sharp. <laughs> At least now you know that, you know, watch out for those edges. And actually, I realized doppelgangers get two attacks. So, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, you would have had a second, but no matter. Um, go so ahead. Go, yes, you get to hit him again with your staff. Okay. He hits me the first time, just like, don't do it again. That's only a 15. <laughs> don't do it again. What does Paulton say? 15. Do I hit? Armor class is 15. Okay. <laughs> so I hit D6 plus four. Wow, Doppelstrix is really scary. Yeah. <laughs> I did eight damage. It's sharp. That staff is sharp. It's got edges. <laughs> like, stop. Okay. That's more annoying than anything. Wow, Nate, I didn't know this was going to be your last show. <laughs> Evelyn? No, again, you definitely know it's her because she smells good. Or rather, Doppel Evelyn? Does, does the fact that winter has fallen over Waterdeep maybe alert the actual? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to those at the bottom of the okay. initiative okay. round. Just winter has fallen. Uh, all right, Doppel Evelyn. What has Manchun told her to do now that the magician is gone? Uh, now he's telling you to turn, set your sights on Paulton. 
she and she has all of her normal weapons, but they're not magical. Correct. So she has a she has a normal great sword. Does she have also her normal great axe? Her normal battle axe. Yeah, battle axe. Yeah, she does. And her and a, and a, and a, a fake emoji shield. That doesn't actually. Oh, it only has one expression. Yeah. It's just like a vacant, <laughs> it's just anger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess. I don't know. I just feel like a doppelganger Evelyn would use her battle axe, but it's sure. technically. Okay. You can use it two handed too if you want. Yeah. Yeah. You'll do D10 instead of D8. She throws it. down the fake emoji shield <laughs> and uses it two handed. Okay. Her, oops. Her first attack is. Ooh. Uh, oh, 12. That does not. But you get it. Sorry, you have advantage because Paulton is grappled. So roll again. I'm trying, Nate. I'm trying. Add six. Uh, 17. Add six? Add six. To my already modifiers? No, just the d20 plus six. Oh, instead of my plus nine. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. All the the doppelgangers are plus six on their attacks. 14. 14 is a miss. Your second attack? She's just wildly swinging this axe. That was my I, second attack. Okay. Actually, it came dangerously close <laughs> with a 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and your, So your first attack was what total? Um, first attack would have been with a 6-9. Okay, great. So two misses. Uh, both your blows bounce off of the metal gauntlet that seems to be crushing Paulton in its grasp. Uh, just a little buzzing bee. Like, oh, yes. can she fly? If she doesn't have magic? She can't, so she's just sort of trotting across the ground. <laughs> she's running. That's got yes. all kinds of alarms. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Miranda, you are making a beeline for the dragon. You've got... It's going to take you a while to get there unless you, like, hitch a ride. or There are um, horse-drawn coaches that pull people through the streets, like hansoms or drays. And then there, mm-hmm. are, there are just... Um, uh, so you could essentially either probably your best bet is to commandeer one of those okay um, unless you can fly or move quickly well what was going to use two hidden paths oh okay just 120 feet yeah so strange for you to use this in the city but you find you you do it And so you make your way through the city getting closer and closer and closer it gets colder and colder and colder um, as you approach the dragon, which will act on Paulton's next turn. The rest of the waffle crew, Evelyn, you're, you're done skimming across the water and are sort of flying over the dock ward when you see all the clouds magically form, blotting out the sun in the sky, which is very alarming. But then when the temperature suddenly drops, you're a little bit surprised. Magic must be afoot. Then, when you hear the coalescing wind gather into the form of a roaring dragon made of entirely of ice, your worst fears uh, take hold. But the dragon itself is there. You have no idea where Paulton is. Oh, no. Not this again. Absolutely not. <laughs> she sets her jaw, and she goes, zoom, right after the dragon. And... I would think that if she does, maybe she meets up with Miranda and Gwyneth? Possibly. Um, I'm going to have you make a perception check as you race toward the dragon. Eight. Okay. Possibly. 
More characteristic of Evelyn. Diaz, you are upstairs in your room, uh, looking at the chest. He's like your arch, your arch nemesis. <clears throat> He's like sitting on the floor, across the chest, on like just cross-legged, arms folded forward, just kind of staring at it, being like, "How am I going to do this?" Hmm. Window blows open. Snow comes in. Just a few flakes. One of them lands right on your eyeball. Boom. And you hear the roar of a dragon. Um. It gets very cold. As does Dieth internally. Like, yeah, he's been around the magic enough to know exactly. He's felt this like, cold before. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah, and then right away, if if, uh, I believe, if he doesn't have already have his equipment, he immediately like grabs it and puts it on, uh, and just yells for Strix as loudly possibly can, so wherever she is within the house, uh, can hear him. And then uh, from Dieth's window, mm-hmm. are there nearby rooftops or way down to the street? Because he's in such immediate, such immediate urgency mm-hmm. that he doesn't want to even bother going downstairs to the front door. He just wants to go out the window and like towards this. Yes, there is a, a balcony below him on the, he's on the fourth floor, a balcony below him on the second floor outside Waffle's den that he could easily scamper down and from there to the street. Yep, so that's what he does. Okay. Parkour. Yeah, exactly. That's, what, yeah. that's precisely what it looks like. He parkours down the side of the building and lands on the cobblestone street. All right. Uh, then, yeah, when, cutting action, yes. dash, the fastest possible, super fast sprinting. Okay. You see ice forming on the conical rooftops of some of the tallest buildings. Mm. Yeah, at that point, he's like, he's pushing himself to his upper limits. Okay. Strix, uh, you and, heard Diath scream your name. Uh, all right. Allah. And it's, it's, um, it's not the, you did something... Bad, like funny bad, but it's the things are really bad kind of scream. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, she'll just uh, look at Albie and just be like, "Please take the pie out of the oven." And then, like, <laughs> or no, it's already at the other pies. She'll grab a couple of the good berry pies and just like stuff them into a robe and just okay. like run outside, push Squidly back in the door, close the door. Okay. <laughs> when you run outside, you feel the cold air. Um, but yeah, she's not even like really acting like her usual panic self like this is like yeah. if we don't fix this things are going to get really bad so she like pushes them in closes the door might even lock the door mm-hmm. like from the outside like maybe she's had a key this whole time i don't know <laughs> yeah maybe like, she pulls it up, locks and she just reflexively grabs the key yeah and she's like huh and then turns her staff into a broom and just immediately takes off okay <laughs> leaving a big cloud of black smoke behind you as you take to the air. Um, and she'll just follow Dieth from the top and from above. To Evelyn, see Evelyn, you would see the distant smoke trail of Strix's broom coming up into the sky, but she's well and truly on the far side of the city. Evelyn is reassured by this, and she's yes. just like, all right, but she stays the course. She knows that means Strix will be there soon. All right. Uh, Waffle crew assemble. Yes. For sanity's reasons, I'm going to now that we're at... Crew symbol, using a universal uh, signal. 
Now that, we're at, now that we're at the bottom of the initiative, I'm going to start. Signal for danger. I'm going to assume that you and your doppelgangers are acting on the same round just for my own sanity. Uh, sure. But before that happens, Dernan leaps over the bar, uh, drawing a, a black a, a black handled long or great sword Ooh. that he has hidden behind the bar. And uh, he will bear the great sword at Manchun and say, Release him. Oh, Dernan. <laughs> oh, honey. No. Oh, oh, no. Oh, Dernan's strong. And uh, Dernan seems pretty firm. You don't attack his musicians, particularly his gifted ones. And uh, Gwyneth, what would you like to do based on your realization that this Ice Dragon has formed, and you know instinctively that it was formed using the same magic that created you. Uh, do I, is there any way for me to know where the source came from? You can, because you are a cold creature, basically move, you can track the, cold, the temperature change and always move to where it's coldest, and that is basically a straight line pointing you at a place in the heart of the city. And can I see Miranda from where I am? Uh, you lose her in the streets. The buildings are so tall, it's hard. And she's also zapping, like poof, poof, disappearing from sight. You've lost sight of her. Uh, you also reckon that the source, the, de- the destination you're bearing down on is basically right below the dragon. Um, I'll keep heading towards the dragon, okay. since I know that's where Miranda's headed. Okay. Uh, you can cover a good amount of distance, just pfft, straight shot. Uh, little flakes of ice coming off behind you. Um, and uh, the snow starts to get a little heavier, falling from the sky. Diath and Doppeldiath. Let's deal with Doppeldiath first, get him out of the way. Sure. You have two attacks coming on Paulton. Actually, yeah. no, Manchun has you turn on Durnan. Okay. <laughs> Can you see Doppeldia Finn, like, tries to do, like, a roll towards Durnan, mm-hmm. trying to be as deathly as possible, but he's mm-hmm. kind of, like, before actually rolling, he, like, gets down onto his butt first and then, like, eggs up and then, like, rolls over. And crawls up, and he's like, "I'm DS," and then attacks him. It's <laughs> like one of those kindergarten cartwheels. Yes. Okay. Basically, that like his hands go down, just eh. <laughs> to his eye, the Hokage. <laughs> <laughs> it is oh, yeah. the yeah. It's him. <laughs> I knew it. Go ahead and make your two attacks plus six on each. Uh, one is 16, the other is 24. Okay, uh, both pierce Dernan. Uh, you can see underneath his shirt, Dernan has what appears to be uh, some elven chain mail, but you're able to get through uh, that armor and wound him both times. All right, so then I'm just rolling d6 for a short sword. Yep, d6 plus uh, four. Plus four, okay. Uh, let's see, that'll be a total of 15 total. Dernan looks at you, Paulton, and says, I think I feel an insect biting me. Ooh! <laughs> Ooh, dang! Ooh! Just call Joe Ass irrelevant, Diaphant. 
Oh dear. I've got nothing to follow it up with. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, I gotta look up Dermot Swap in here because it's gonna be business soon. I got I got Chris to oh shit. So, yeah, <laughs> it was good. I wish good. I wish everyone watching on stream right now could see Chris's table as he has like three or four different. Yes, I have I have Tomb of Annihilation. I have Curse of Strahd. I have Dragon Heist, Player's Handbook, <laughs> Monster Manual, DMG, all relevant. Oh um, my god, too many. That's that's also, too many. Also, oddly, it's the stream stressful. can't see it, but. The information from the books are actually like slowly floating towards Chris's mm-hmm. brain. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It's really, yeah. The okay. letters glow, right? Yep. Right. Right. Next. Uh, so that was Double DF, Real DF. You're booking. Yeah. Uh, you realize you can get there a lot quicker if you steal a couch. I will not. Okay. I figured you wouldn't, but I'd ask. I'm there. Yep. <laughs> Captain D.F. Woodrow does not steal. Would um, it not just be authority seizing a necessary vehicle? Don't. He moves pretty fast, D.F., when he wants yeah, to. Yeah, I'm pretty quick. Yep. Um, All right, so you're darting, just darting and parkouring your way through the streets. Yeah, so how, how far away is is uh, the Yawning Portal from where I am? I'm glad you asked, because I have the map somewhere under these, this mound of insane bucks. <laughs> There we go. So, from Troll Skull Alley to the Yawning Portal, you are looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve blocks. So, okay. a good hike. Basically, you have to run down Del Zorin Street to the high road, then follow the high road all the way down to Snail Street, and then dodge through Snail Street to get to the Yawning Portal. Okay, and I still have, uh, but I know enough shortcuts through my city secrets background feature to be able to... Hell yes! Somehow, you can fold space in the city. Um, (laughs) Just like, just like this. That's the secret. Yeah. Strix is flying above and is like, whoa, we disappeared and he's over there Holy now. Oh, shit. Yeah, so DF is making rocket time. DF, you think you'll be there next round. Okay, um, great. And I'm just like breathing in like cold air the entire time. So like, yes. 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 Exactly. The other thing you notice is that as the little particles of snow fall toward the ground, they don't quite sit on the ground. They just sort of, they become slower and slower and slower until they stop and then mm-hmm. they begin to make their way up. That can't be good. That just can't be good. Oh no. Oh god, we're so screwed. Oh no. I'm That's so glad I'm back for this episode. Uh <laughs> look oh. what have you wrought? <laughs> I, I didn't do it. Okay, uh so <laughs> next up is Paulton Seppa. <sighs> Your okay. dragon comes crashing through the roof of the yawning portal, tearing it asunder. <laughs> yes. is like, oh, crap! As large chunks of the ceiling cascade and fall all around you. Um, you're grappled, so you're not doing anything. Um, I need the doppelgangers to make dexterity saving throws. It's just plus, is it, what is it plus for them? Uh, that's a good question. So for them, it's plus four. Hang it. Uh, I got a nine. Fail. Good. <laughs> oh, I got 19. Success. 
Damn it. Evelyn? I was 10. Oh, 10, sorry. All right. Um, as the roof of the yawning portal collapses and falls inward, since most of the people had previously evacuated or moved into other safe areas, uh, very few were hurt. However, both Doppel Evelyn and Doppel Strix get um, crushed by falling rubble. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. My body! Uh, they're both still alive, um, but knocked prone and under debris. And oh, they are debris. they are both bloodied. Oh shocks! Double DF. Double DF. You take half damage and are not oh. not buried or knocked prone. I did a dodge. The demon creatures. The debris falls around them, but appears to have no effect on them. It just sort of bounces off harmlessly. And Manshoon also has to make a saving throw. I hope he gets smushed. He'll he'll take some damage regardless. Whoops, uh, we broke the yawning portal. <laughs> Sorry, another, another icon in the realms <laughs> destroyed by <laughs> All right. Uh Manshoon makes a saving throw and takes uh, half damage as well and is not knocked knocked prone. This is the second amount of damage he's taken. Uh, as as bits of the ceiling and roof collapse down upon him. Paulton, miraculously, you were not in any area of debris. It's like the dragon somehow knew not to damage you. And now mm-hmm. this big-ass ice dragon is in your midst. What would you like it to do? Um, what, what can it do? Hells, if you know. It's a big dragon made of ice. <laughs> All right, I don't really know what it can do, so... It can it can it can attack. It can fly. It can yeah. roll over, and it can sit. All right, I'll <laughs> command the dragon. Just look around. And be like, "All right, Bessie, sick him." All right. <laughs> I wanted to see it roll over. <laughs> play. play dead. After combat, it can also play dead. All right, uh, you're not specifying a target, so it will pick one. Do 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 do. Do, do, do. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, six, seven. There's seven. How inconvenient. Okay, four. One, two, three. Durnan. <laughs> <laughs> For what it's worth, it's terrible. Um, was I didn't specify Manshoom, but I definitely meant Manshoom. <laughs> I guess that's fine. I know for future reference. <laughs> Uh, the dragon will attempt to bite Dernan, uh, succeeding. Bessie, no! Ah! Mean. Dernan is still alive. Uh, then it will uh, claw him. Oh, twice. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, can I just repeatedly point at Manchu and be like, "That one." Yeah, and then it will. That th- once it once it gets through its thick icy head, who you actually meant after Dernan takes a pile of damage. Um, wait, thirteenth. Okay. Uh, Dernan is still not bloodied after being raked by two claws and bitten by the ice dragon, who then takes its tail and tries to slap Manchun across the room. Yeah. All right. Uh, Manchun is struck. He takes 15 points of damage and is sent careening all the way across the tavern into a wall. 
and his spell is broken. The, Sweet. The gauntlet disappears. Can I do something then? You sure can. Yes. All right, I'm gonna. So, so who's who's immediately on me then? Is it the doppelgangers? Uh, it is. Oh, they're prone though. Uh, so doppel, yeah, they're they're buried under rubble and prone, but they're right next to you. Uh, Doppel Dieth switched his target to Durnan, but he's also pretty. He's the next closest target who isn't buried to you. But there are also the big demon guys, who act right after you. But and, so, and they have they have duplicates, uh, three duplicates each. So there appears to be eight of them, but there are in fact only two. Okay, so then uh, you'd say that there all my targets are probably uh, within fifteen feet of me. Probably. Okay, then I'm going to go ahead and do a six-level thunder wave. Kaboom! We're just destroying the yawning portal. Oh, <laughs> well. I'm sure it's faring better than Port 9 Zaru. Fair. <laughs> That's a the day's con still young. save 17. Right. Uh, so, Doppel DF, your con save bonus is plus two against that 17. Okay. And actually, Doppel Strix and Doppel Evelyn, you're in the range too, so plus two. All right. Saving throws. <laughs> I am Deeth. I, I will dodge it. And he like dives towards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got a three. <laughs> I rolled uh, eight. Okay. What's your DC there, Nate? Uh, 17. Okay, so all of them failed. Uh, the two demons also failed. Cool. So roll your damage. All right. Um, time to do math. So we got uh, Uh, eight. So that is a total of 34. All right. Uh, Doppel DF is looking very hurt. Ah, I took like two damage. Ah, Doppel Strix, <laughs> Doppel Strix and Doppel Evelyn are killed by the sonic oh, no! blast. Woo! And, and hurl, ah. all three of them are hurled backward away from you. The demons. When the doppelgangers die, do they revert back to their true forms? They do. So you okay. see Doppelstrix and Doppelevilin now in their true doppelganger forms. Gross. DDF be like, oh my god, those were <laughs> doppelgangers. <laughs> Alton. Friend who, Alton. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> All right. Uh, and that's Paulton's turn. Handrew. What would you like Handrew to do? Um, He's just sort of scuttling around on the floor right now. Is so? Are any of the targets standing, or is everyone kind of prone? Uh, everybody's been knocked back. Uh, knocked back ten feet, including the demons and their doubles. Um, cool. I want to take Andrew, and actually, let me see. Okay. Just got to pull up another quick email. No, nothing. Actually, while you're doing that, um, Simon 
is going to sort of grab the legs of the table and just sort of drag it across the floor so he can stay <laughs> under it until he makes his way over to a safe spot. Skirting, ar- skirting around the debris as he goes. He's a good boy. Cool. Uh, or small tag home. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick up Andrew. Okay. I'm just gonna hold him. Okay, you got him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's it for Nate. Next up is the demons. They are going to come at you, Paulton Seppa. Okay. Lord of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Two great X uh, attacks. They have nothing between you and them, so they'll just come at you. Uh, okay. One one of them hits you twice. Uh, what 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 were they? The the rolls? oh the rolls are um, twenty seven and twenty five. Okay, so one of them hits me twice. Okay. Uh, oops, wrong dice. Dun, 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 dun. Where are my d12s? Uh, one does seven. One hit does seventeen points of slashing damage. Okay. And the other hit does twenty-one, for a total of thirty-eight. Okay, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna use cutting words again. Okay. And take a d10 off of that. Okay. Thirty-eight so, minus. Thirty-eight minus ten. Twenty-eight. Cool. Still hurts a lot. The second one will do the same. Uh, this one is rolling a 27 and a 20. I only get one reaction per tone. Correct, tone, yes. Okay, well, those, it's been real. Uh, so that one does, uh, oops, wrong dice again, fuck. I have an aversion to write, rolling d12s for some reason. Uh, the first attack does 19, and the second attack does 19 for a total of 38. Cool. I am down. Okay. You collapse uh, underneath the, the withering blows uh, and fall unconscious. Cool. Manshoon will race to your body and take the ring off your finger, or rather, try. Please, no. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who else for reals is in the room? None of you. Okay. Great. Dernan? Dernan, indeed. Mm-hmm. And skip. Dip, 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 dip. Since there's nobody here for a real perspective of what's happening, I'm just going to jump to... Cool. Strix. I'm me. Because you're next to the initiative order. (laughs) (laughs) You're bombing along on your broom, uh, flying through the air. You can see the dragon has crashed down into a building, which as you get closer, you recognize as the Yawning Portal. Oh, okay. And you do remember Paulton saying something about performing at the Yawning Portal earlier that morning. Okay. I'm putting it together. Yep. And um, I've gotten ahead of Dieth, right? Uh, Uncertain. Okay. Um, okay. I don't... I remember the last time that I went into an inn where Paulton was in it with the Ring of Winter, and it did not turn out well. And my brain gears slowly come to remember that. And 
I am just going to look and see where Dieth is and just kind of just follow him. Okay. Uh, make a perception check to spot Dieth. Because the last time I went into the inn by myself, things were real bad. That's a 16. Okay, you do catch sight of him moving with blinding speed, parkouring his way through the alleys and streets and record pace, and finding passages you, who have lived in the city most of your life, did not even know existed. Ooh. That's neat. Can I, can I do something additional? Yep. Sure. Uh, this whole time, I am blowing my horn of secret danger. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> nice. To, to uh, uh, alert Strix and Evelyn of my presence and where I'm direction and where I'm going and be like, help, help, help. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not going... I don't know what's in the end. I don't know what's happening in the end. I don't know. All I see is this dragon. And honestly, the best thing I can do is if I'm close enough to the dragon, um, I'm going to try to maybe polymorph it just to get it out of the way. Because I don't know whose dragon that is, and I don't want a dragon. Okay. Uh, what's the range of your polymorph? It is, let's see, pretty good, I think. It's uh, 60 feet. Okay, you're not in range. Okay, well, <coughs> I am just going to... And at this point, it sort of disappears into the superstructure of the building. Okay. Uh, uh, you, its tail is the last thing you see as it goes down into it okay. and begins thrashing around. All right. Okay, well then I'm going to do the second best thing that I can do, which is, oh God, you know what? If I can't see inside the inn, can I, st- no, wait, I'm too far away. God damn it. Yeah, you'd have okay. to have a long range spell or something. Then I'll just like swing by Dieth and just slap him a death ward. Okay. <laughs> there, you're death warded. And I'm yeah. looking I'm looking around for Evelyn to see if she's there for a death ward too, if I don't see her. Uh, oh, sorry. So as Strix does that, Dieth will, as he's running, will say, Strix, please, no matter what, just stay close and stay in sight. She's like, okay. Stay with the others. Okay. Um, next up is, let's see, Evelyn Marthane. All right. So Evelyn, you are with, now within range of the inn. You saw Strix's trail coming toward the inn, and then it suddenly plunged down somewhere into the city several blocks away. Uh, reasons unknown. But then you got the blaring horn of Dieth sounding off, and you suddenly realize, ah, Strix is doing her uh, death ward trick. And I, do I gather at this point that we're all heading for the Yawning Portal? Or yes, am I? absolutely. Okay. There's no question. Uh, does Evelyn know that Paulton was supposed to perform at the Yawning Portal? Yes. Once she sees, once she saw the dragon sort of plunge down into the Yawning Portal, she put the pieces together as quickly as Strix did. Mm-hmm. She dives into the Yawning Portal. All right. Then you are the first. Oh, uh, make a perception check. I hope you do a three-point hero landing. Oh, totally. <laughs> perception is 12. Okay, you see two, before you go down into the inn, you see two people outside of it. A woman made of ice with beautiful wings uh, flying from the opposite direction, also toward the inn. You've never seen her before, but she looks like another ice construct, like something the ring must have made. Uh, You also see Miranda in the street outside below, and you haven't seen her 
since Chalt. <laughs> so Evelyn's like on a mission, then she sees the ice lady and she's like, ooh, pretty weak. She sees Miranda and she's like, oh, my flower child. And then she's like, Paulton, and she's like, she's like, hi, Miranda, I miss you just a second. And she dives in. Okay. Uh, then, then Evelyn, you are there when Manshoon puts the ring of winter on his finger. <laughs> And the dragon turns to attack Manshoon, and Manshoon just holds up its hand like this, and the dragon stops. And he says, you're mine now. Evelyn does not like the Ring of Winter at all. She has a very visceral reaction to it. So she... Just, just, just for my own entertainment, at least in my head canon, can the dragon come down to bite him, and then Manchun with the ring just gives up. Yeah, that works. Perfect. That that fits the the head canon much better. Done. I'm trying to make that, him- that's that's now canon. Uh, <laughs> right. Evelyn, you also and then half of Waterdeep. Evelyn, you see Paulton uh, lying, just absolutely massacred at Manchun's feet. I was laughing because I think this is probably a bad idea, but this is what Evelyn's going to do. She's going to, like, she dives bombs in, she sees the ring, she's going to go plant her feet on his shoulder, grab the ring on his finger, and just, like, race like a child trying to pull this ring or his finger. Okay, yeah, so you, as he's got his hand up like this to Mm -hmm. stop the dragon, you basically descend upon his arm and try to wrench the ring from his finger. Go ahead and make a strength check. Strength athletics. Just for giggles. Dang it. It's only a 12. Okay. Uh, so you. Can I get advantage for being really, really upset? <laughs> <laughs> if only. Um, yeah, but you able. Uh, so you, you sort of uh, uh, reach and kind of grab hold of him, uh, but he's able to sort of clench his fist and basically prevent the ring from being removed. And you I'm can see that... this tiny little, like... If it were... Um, yeah, this tiny little girl basically trying to rip his fingers off. You can see, if it were maybe like a normal hand, you'd be able to pry his fingers open, but when that metal hand is clenched, it is tight. Well, and she has, like... She has her feet, like, on his shoulder, like this. <laughs> and she has her hands, like... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, Miranda... Uh, Gwyneth, you are now within sight of this building. The awning portal is a large, rambling, multi-story tavern that now looks in shambles. Most of its rooftop collapsed. Uh, Snow uh, falling all around you, slowly. Uh, You can hear the dragon inside, crunching furniture, beams, whatever is down there. Uh, You saw Evelyn, who, Miranda, you recognize, plunge into the building, uh, and you can hear her thread, grunting away inside there. Uh, you can also hear the backfire of Strix's broom, uh, and you see her race up above the buildings once again, coming very close to the building now. And you can see Diath uh, striding out of an, uh, through alleys out into the street, now, now just within a breath of reaching the outside of the yawning portal. 
And that's, Miranda, when a portal forms in the air near you, in front mm. of the yawning portal, a big spiraling gate <laughs> opens up, and a Tyrannosaurus Rex what? drops through. Hidden pathways. <laughs> I want to be out of there. <laughs> with what? a rider on its back. And you see this resplendent woman in golden armor. Uh, her majesty undiminished by the weather, by the gray, by the snow. And that's where we'll stop. Hey. Is Paulton dead? We'll find okay. out next week for part two of this spectacle, uh, during which Christina Ariel Tigner will be rejoining us in her role as Alessandra Ray Burton. Yes. How do you make a portal for a T-Rex? Where are the components for that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that Chris is just like... Let's do all of it at once. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have 11 things to deal with in combat. 11. 11. No, at least 12. Paulton, for a split second, has enough consciousness to look around and say, we're in the end game now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. Um, so we're out of time, so that's why I sort of picked this moment to stop. But I wanted to thank Rachel and uh, Erica for joining us, and I do hope you can return next week uh, oh, yeah. for the continuation yeah. of this story. And uh, I look forward. I can't wait uh, for Christina to join this gang. Oh, gosh. Um, so many people. Once more. Uh, yeah, this is going to be fun. Infinity Wars. Yeah, you say fun. Yeah, yeah why, is the, why is the dream real now? That was scary. That was scary. Yeah, it's almost like the dream is a portent. It's almost Whoa. like they all were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. cool. All right. Any announcements before we uh, break off for the week? Um, Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll be streaming rolling a new character sometime this week. So. No, no. I got you. It's fine. It's fine. We're good. Oh. Yeah, if Ray's this. dead, it's quick. It's fine. Yeah, we can. We got this. It's fine. I am um, starting a new role-playing show where we're playing Starfinder on um, Dark Galaxies Gaming. It starts at 6.30 on Tuesdays. Um, but I know one of our cast members is having internet problems for the premiere. So as far as I know, we're streaming something, but maybe not the premiere tonight. But we will be there at that time soon. New game where I play an ace mechanic pilot named Carmen. Oh. Nice. oh, yeah, I saw the art for that. It looks really good. Yeah, she thinks machines are better than people, and she has a little spider drone named Io. Oh. Other than that, oh, um, people have been asking about PAX appearances. We did a live game at PAX. You can currently watch it on twitch.tv slash PAX on, under their videos, but if you want to wait, I've been told that the video will be up on YouTube by tomorrow morning at the latest. It might be up already. I have no idea. 
um, but it has been delivered. Unfortunately, they asked the Waffle Crew Anything panel was not streamed. I told you it would be. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I beg your pardon. And we um, told all of our secrets, and you'll oh, never know. <laughs> but I suggest that you go to the subreddit where lots of people have um, told some of the things that we talked about in that, and I'm sure you could ask or start a thread for people to reconstruct some of the answers from that. And I don't know, Dieth, uh, Dieth slash Jared, what do we? How do we find the subreddit? Yeah, where could you find that subreddit? I don't know. How would I get there with my computer? Right. If there's like, a, <laughs> like if you needed to find that, say, multiple times in a row whilst no one else can speak, yeah, all I would I need to do is spam that link. You. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if that's all the announcements, Holly's sick, and I'm sure she wants to get you know. Well, I'm again, fine. soon. So, oh, I'll be fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Go to the uh, subreddit and please speculate. Yes, please speculate. Scared. We'll be back next week for Ring Wrath Part Two. It's going to be an action bonkazonks crazy session. That's uh, all I can say. Yay! Cool. <laughs> yay. All right. Until then, take care of yourselves and take care of each other, and bye bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.